This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host Snigdha and joining me today on Ringer are three News Laundry reporters, Hamida, Ayush and Basant. Hello you guys. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. Having fun. Okay, you're the only person who say that. I think she's being sarcastic. We are having a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, you have cats, no? If I had cat, I had, I would have fun too. Bro, cats को भी कोरोना वायरस हो सकता है. Do you know how scary? Really, cats can have coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I know. So that's one less for you to worry about. All right, so before we begin the podcast, I want to tell all the new listeners about News Laundry. We are a 100% ad-free news platform and we need your support to stay afloat. So please subscribe to us and pay to keep news free. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription and click on the subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. And listeners, if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher or other podcast platforms, remember we have a website. newslaundry.com where you can head and check out the other cool stuff that we do which includes ground reports interviews podcast comics and what not great uh, so guys let's begin with some bizarre news stories what do you say who wants to go first basant aapka kya hai is hafte ka bizarre news abhi to kuch matlab hai is samay sab dar ka mahal hai fir bhi bizarre news hai wo bhi mere hi rajya se hai bihar se wahan train band hai aur matlab train to band hi hai sabko pata hai एक एक शख्स की उसकी पत्नी से लड़ाई हुई वो मरने के लिए रेलवे ट्रैक पर गया और रेलवे ट्रैक पर सोया रहा ट्रेन नहीं आई फिर लौट के वापस चला गया पत्नी से हुआ झगड़ा तो ट्रैक पर लेटा पति नहीं आई ट्रेन लौटा घर तीन घंटे मतलब वहाँ पे पड़ा रहा वो व्यक्ति ट्रैक के ऊपर सोया रहा और ट्रेन ही नहीं आई तो काफी लंबा चौड़ा रिपोर्ट था हाँ मतलब बेचारा मतलब चलिए सही हुआ ट्रेन नहीं चल रही वैसे भी इतने सारे लोग मर रहे हैं कोरोना की वजह से दुनिया भर में भारत में चलो सही है कि हमारी संख्या कम है लेकिन बेचारा बच गया कोरोना के चक्कर में किसी की जान तो बची है this the pandemic was probably caused because of 5g you know <laughs> because What? 5g was 5g was launched in china and therefore you know this uh, she her theory was that before every great crisis there is a telecom boom that occurs uh, historically and there was a 5 5g boom before the coronavirus thing so it, the 5g caused it and then of course there is <laughs> you know the theory about be- this being a bio weapon then there is another one on twitter doing the rounds these days which says that the yeah. us military uh, brought hmm. the virus to china which is wow. uh, okay but the 5g one is the most uh, intriguing one i mean there is um, it's it's even in the domain of conspiracy theories hmm. it's so bad you know <laughs> because all, all the pseudo science have pseudo evidence but this one right, doesn't even right. have pseudo this evidence one has nothing <laughs> yeah yeah so lots fine. of uh, it's it's a great time for uh, people who love conspiracy theories man like <laughs> yeah true. believe in so much 
All right. So my bizarre news. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. That for some reason you can't see the people who don't believe in vaccines anywhere now, because obviously mm-hmm. coronavirus has come. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So my bizarre news is from Chhattisgarh. Uh, this uh, policeman found this. Uh, not bizarre, I would say, but. quite a fun way to warn people about coronavirus and the situation so he went viral on twitter after e and i shared this video his name is abhinav uh, upadhyay and mm. uh, he's from bilaspur right mm. and he st- <laughs> so he went to a colony and he started singing uh, a song about corona in the tune of ek pyar ka nagma hai you know that old lata mangeshkar song beautiful song Yeah, so <laughs> even let me let me actually play it. Yeah, so this guy was like very serious about it. You know, I think he was. Uh, a budding singer maybe when he was young but he turned out to be a policeman and he had like a proper mic and everything and he had all the moves man like you know uh, it was it was fun watching that video and uh, i've got this other bizarre news also talking about policemen in oregon in the us uh, the cops actually had to remind the residents not to call 911 if they run out of toilet paper <laughs> एंड ऑल्सो ऐसा यूपी में भी हुआ लोग समोसे मांग रहे थे हेल्पलाइन नंबर पे फोन करके नो यू नो सो आई फाइंड इट सो बिजार दैट यू नो ऑल दीज कंट्रीज दे यूज टॉयलेट पेपर टू वॉश दूपिंग because these uh, videos went viral even people in india started buying toilet paper like hoarding toilet paper which is so strange right <laughs> we use water man anyway so uh, moving on to our ground reports um, our reporters basant and ayush uh, you might have heard of the migrant worker situation in uh, major cities uh, here in delhi also it was terrible we saw some horrid videos Ayushin Basant actually went to all these bus depots to see what's going on. Ayush, you did a ground report from Lalkua. Yeah. And can you tell us where exactly this is? Lalkua is uh, at the intersection of the Grand Trunk Road and NH twenty-four in Ghaziabad. Right. Yeah. Uh, so tell us, uh, tell us about uh, as soon as you reached, what was the situation like? How many people did you see? Like, if you had to put an estimate. I think there were easily more than a thousand people there, and there were at least half the number of buses, or at least you know two three hundred buses, uh, hmm. both private and state buses. There was Haryana uh, public transport. There was UP public transport. So, hmm. and these bus, the Haryana buses, for example, were free. The UP yeah. buses were charging like uh, every person six seven hundred bucks, and the private buses were also doing the same. But uh, this is Uttar Pradesh Transport Corporation buses. Yes. So aren't they supposed to be government? Shouldn't why were they charged? Like how come they were charging? Did you ask them? Yeah, I mean, 
the the government buses usually do charge money but uh, mm-hmm. i think the up government hadn't uh, expressly said that after, when, during the migrant uh, exodus when they'd be helping yeah. people with transport it will be free so it they were not free then right and what were the bus fares like like i mean do you have any idea of normal bus fare and what they were charging so for example from delhi to lucknow the up hmm. government buses were charging uh, some 728 rupees one bus i you know walked up to uh, huh. i have it on video also other people i talked to who were going to hardoi were huh. asked for 6700 bucks so i mean hmm. the 6700 is what a daily wage earner earns in two days you know if he doesn't yeah. eat or spend it on anything that's the money he'll end yeah. up with so uh, so they were very expensive but uh, the mm. most striking thing was that e- even though there was food and water and no one was hungry or thirsty uh, there was hardly any social distancing there was a group of you know a dozen policemen which were trying to micromanage everything and right. failing at it uh, so so thousand uh, was... more than 1000 people and about 10 or 12 policemen Yes, you can say that. Uh, Ayush, since you mentioned, you know, so many people together, or uh, can you explain to our listeners? Uh, because a lot of people still don't understand that, you know, basic stuff like social distancing in India, especially, mm. and access to soap and water—it's actually a privilege, right? So, can you can you uh, tie that in with examples of what you st- saw at the bus stop to explain that, you know, it is a privilege? Yeah, I mean the. the coronavirus uh, spreads through you know uh, you can say partial physical contact so mm. when an infected person talking or he sneezes or coughs there are uh, pores that come out of your nose and your mouth that are in the yeah. air and if you don't maintain yeah. a distance of at least 2 meters you you yeah. stand a chance of being infected so which is exactly. why governments and the who recommend that you should maintain social social distancing and you should stay inside your homes and not mm. congregate at any anywhere so i mean right. this this is the in the absence of a vaccine this is the most effective way of avoiding getting infected now right. if you do not follow this and since this is mm. you know happens through pores one person can infect two two can infect four and four 16 it's in it goes yeah. exponential and in, in about 30 steps it goes to a billion people you know because mm. that's how exponents work so mm. in, in that kind of crowd the risk mm. of even one agent spreading the disease to to the people mm. is so high it's almost a fertile yeah. field of infection you know it's a possible hotbed and i think right. uh, the solicitor general made a submission in the supreme court yesterday where he said that at least 30% of all those migrants who traveled from delhi yeah. might have coronavirus now as you can imagine mm. if they were still in delhi there could have been arrangements yeah. made to accommodate them in hospitals yeah. were they to fall sick mm. but since mm-hmm. they'll be heading back to their villages in the towns yeah. where you know the healthcare system i wouldn't even say it's in shambles i'll say it's absent yeah uh, <laughs> if they fall ill what yeah. will happen you can imagine the scale of uh, the tragedy yeah. and plus so, so, all the lack of information right because exactly, of which they, the lack they of might information stigmatized and ostracized from their own societies from their villages exactly when when the spanish flu you know spread in the in america during the first world war 
for mm. f- first f- very lot of months people the newspaper reports were saying that it was pneumonia that was killing people they hadn't even figured out that it was uh, you know some distinct yeah. influenza so when this goes to yeah. indian cities and towns and people begin dying they'll probably be distorted reporting they'll be pro- under reporting probably it won't even come out all types of stup- yeah. superstitious developments so these mm-hmm. things will happen in the coming days it's not that uh, mm-hmm. if it would happen but when it would start happening second is yeah. why did that happen in the first place why are people heading from cities to these towns mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know there's so much nonsense on television which you see these days because channels yeah. are like you know there was rumor mongering Uh, some parties mm. had uh, cut electricity supply forcing people to leave this is nonsense yeah. nothing of this sort happened these people are mm. going to villages and towns because of a simple reason they cannot sustain a livelihood in the city uh, the shops yeah. which they work at are closed you know they can't yeah. pay their rents many of them live in the same shop where they work so the shops yeah, are closed so they cannot even live there uh, mm. a lot of them are construction workers who are employed by these mediatory contractors you know who mediate between the company and yeah, the workers yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. the companies don't pay the contractors so the contractor doesn't pay mm-hmm. the workers so that whole okay. cycle is halted the econo- economy is halted so these people are not getting their wages so if mm-hmm. anyone wants to live if anyone wants to survive mm-hmm. he has to find a better place this that's the reason these people migrated to cities all all migration yeah. in human history happen because people want a better life when they don't get Absolutely. it they move to other places and this is what these people are doing it's as elementary as that so yeah. uh, this is when i interviewed people at lalkuwa this is what we found out that there were workers uh, these people who you know think that right. they won't live too long if they were in the cities during the lockdown mm-hmm. which is why this is happening yeah uh basant ji <clears throat> बसंत आप आनंद विहार बस टर्मिनस गए थे ना आप बताइए आयुष ने जैसे बताया उसने क्या देखा आप बताइए कि आप मतलब कितने लोग थे रफली वहां पे और क्या चल रहा था कितने पुलिस वाले थे आयुष के बाद बाद में मैं एक बात जोड़ना चाहूंगा आपने पूछा कि सरकार किराया क्यों ले रही थी और इतना क्राउड आया कैसे आनंद विहार में और लाल कुआ में वहां यूँ की जैसे लॉकडाउन की घोषणा हुई मजदूर तबका जाने लगा पैदल उस वक्त संख्या बहुत ज्यादा नहीं थी कम थी लेकिन लोग जा रहे थे इसमें कोई दोहरा नहीं था लोग जा रहे थे मैं तब भी वहां था एक दिन जैसे लोगों की परेशानी बढ़ी तो योगी आदित्यनाथ ने एक आदेश जारी किया कि जितने लोग यूपी में फंसे हुए हैं उनको बसों हाँ। के जरिए उनके गंतव्य तक छोड़ा जाएगा जिसमें बिहार के लोग हैं बिहार और यूपी के लोग इस घोषणा के साथ ही खबर जब टीवी पे चली और मीडिया में आई तो लोग काफी संख्या में आनंद बिहार पहुंच गए शनिवार की शाम की आपने तस्वीरें देखी होगी आनंद बिहार में मतलब कम से कम पचास हजार लोग थे वहां पे चारों तरफ पूरा आनंद बिहार भरा हुआ था यूपी सरकार ने वादा किया और उसी दौरान तत्काल ये हुआ कि जो दिल्ली में लोग थे उनको बसों से डीटीसी की बसों से भरकर यूपी आनंद बिहार और लाल दिल्ली सरकार छुड़वाने लगे दिल्ली सरकार ने भी गलती किया जब वो कह रहे हैं कि हम खाने का इंतजाम कर रहे हैं तो लोगों को आनंद बिहार और लाल छुड़वाने की बजाय आप किसी स्टेडियम में रख लेते बहुत सारे दिल्ली में स्टेडियम है वहां पे उनके खाने का इंतजाम करते या उनसे रिक्वेस्ट करते कि आप घर जाइए हम खाने का इंतजाम करेंगे दूसरी बात और वहां पे यूपी सरकार ने ये धोखा किया हालांकि संडे की शाम को उन लोगों ने मुफ्त कर दिया जब तक ज्यादातर मजदूर जा चुके थे और मंडे को मंडे तक 
लॉक वहां पे वो कर दिया गया कि कोई भी बस नहीं चलेगी और कोई भी किसी को भी छोड़ा नहीं जाएगा मतलब किराया वसूल लिया शाम तक बाद में मुफ्त कर दिया और उन्होंने वादा किया था कि फ्री में लोगों को घर छोड़ेंगे ठीक है और उसके बाद हैरान करने वाली बात यह थी कि लॉकडाउन की स्थिति में सरकारी बसें आई सरकार के आदेश पे ये प्राइवेट बसें कैसे चलने लगी थी सड़कों पे जो आठ आठ सौ नौ नौ सौ एक एक हजार रुपए वसूल रहे थे दूसरी बात अब हम आते हैं लौटते हैं मैंने क्या देखा मैं उस दिन आनंद बिहार गया था फिर उसके बाद लाल कुआ गया था लाल कुआ के बाद मैं सराय कालेखा भी आया था एक मतलब परेशान करने वाली तस्वीर आ रही है मैं अभी एक दूसरी स्टोरी कर रहा हूँ कि इस पूरे दौरान मजदूरों का प्लान हो रहा था और मजदूर यूनियन क्या कर रहे थे जो एक समय पे मजदूर यूनियन का बहुत बड़ी पकड़ हुआ करती थी तो इसमें मैंने आरएसएस के मजदूर यूनियन भारतीय मजदूर संघ के जनरल सेक्रेटरी से बात किया तो उन्होंने मुझसे कहा और जो बीजेपी के तमाम लोग कह रहे हैं कि ये एक साजिश के तहत मजदूरों को भेजा गया तो मैं ग्राउंड पे था आयुष ग्राउंड पे था आयुष भी बता सकते हैं कि हमने इतने मजदूरों से बात की मुझे एक भी मजदूर ऐसा नहीं मिला जो जिसकी अपनी परेशानी ना हो और उसकी परेशानी वाजिब ना हो ऐसा नहीं है कि किसी ने कह दिया कि चले जाओ तो चले गए प्रधानमंत्री मुख्य अभी के समय में प्रधानमंत्री मोदी से ज्यादा लोकप्रिय कोई नहीं है दिल्ली में केजरीवाल की लोकप्रियता सबको पता है कि प्रधानमंत्री की उपस्थिति में भी उन्होंने इतनी सीटें लाई और दोबारा सत्ता में आए ये तमाम लोग जब कह रहे थे तो दिल्ली में कौन सी ऐसी शक्ति है जो इनसे ज्यादा पावरफुल है और उसने कह दिया कि मजदूर चले जाए और मजदूर चले गए तो मजदूर जो जा रहे थे मैं स्निग्धा जी आपको एक दृश्य बताऊंगा दो दृश्य जो मुझे याद है पिछले दिनों जब हम दंगे की रिपोर्टिंग करके लौटे थे तो आपने पूछा था कि आपको कैसे इसने असर किया दंगे ने तो मैंने कहा था मुझ पर कोई असर नहीं होता मैं लंबे समय मतलब काफी सारे दंगे कवर कर चुका हूँ लेकिन इस लॉकडाउन की स्थिति में दो बार बाहर किया और एक तो पर्सनल डर रहता है कि हमें ना होता है एक तो डर ये रहा हाँ, हाँ, और दूसरा जो मजदूरों की स्थिति देख, देखने के बाद एक ऑलरेडी मेंटली मेंटल मतलब हाँ, मैं भी प्रभावित होगा अब एक व्यक्ति थे जो आ, सागर के रहने वाले थे मध्य प्रदेश वो हाँ, रिक्शा होता है रिक्शा रिक्शा चलाते थे गाजियाबाद में उनकी मकान मालकिन ने हाँ, कहा कि किराया दो और कमरा खाली करो जबकि गाजियाबाद जिलाधिकारी ने कह रखा है की किसी को मजदूर से किराया नहीं लिया जाएगा उसकी मकान मालकिन ने किराया ले लिया उनको घर से निकाल दिया वो सागर जो यहाँ से आठ सात आठ सौ किलोमीटर है वो रिक्शे पे अपने बच्चे को बैठा के जा रहे थे सोचिए सात सौ किलोमीटर कोई रिक्शे से जा सकता है इसके अलावा हम मैं हमने देखा एक रोहतक से एक व्यक्ति आ रहे थे जो मुझे डीएनडी पे मिले उनकी उम्र लगभग साठ साल थी और वो चल चल रहे थे ना तो ऐसा लग रहा था कि अब गिर जाएंगे तब गिर जाएंगे मैंने हमने अपनी गाड़ी रोकी और उनसे पूछा कि कहाँ जा रहे हैं उनकी स्थिति ये नहीं थी कि वो बोल सके उन्होंने बोला नहीं उनकी आंखों से आंसू गिरने लगे वो मतलब वो सब परेशान कर रहा है आप आपने हम एक वीडियो देखी होगी जो हम अपने यहाँ न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पे है कि आठ लोग हैं जो बिहार के बांका जिला जो दिल्ली से उसी चौदह सौ किलोमीटर दूर है वहां साइकिल से निकल पड़े हैं कि हम बांका साइकिल से पहुंच जाएंगे तो ये तमाम चीजें हैं इसमें कोई दो राय नहीं है कि सरकार ने मतलब जल्दबाजी जल्दबाजी को मतलब लॉकडाउन एक जरूरी चीज था इसको फैलने से रोकने के लिए लेकिन जब हमें पता था कि चाइना लॉकडाउन कर रखा है जब हमें पता था कि इटली में लॉकडाउन है तो हमें वो होता है ना कि गलती करके सीखने वाला बहुत चालाक चलाता है वो व्यक्ति चालाक चलाता है जो दूसरों की गलती से सीख ले हमने सीखा नहीं हमने लॉकडाउन कर दिया बहुत सारे लोग मजाक उड़ा रहे हैं बहुत सारे लोग कमेंट कर रहे हैं कि ये लोग घूमने जा रहे हैं अरे भूख मतलब भूखा आदमी घूमने नहीं जाता ना घूमने वो क्लास जाता है जो छुट्टियां मनाने गोवा जाता है ये क्लास तो भूखा है अगर एक दिन काम नहीं करेगा तो दूसरे दिन खाने को नहीं मिलेगा 
एक और दृश्य अगर आपके पास टाइम हो तो मैं मतलब आप हमारे पास समय हो तो सोनीपत से चौदह लोग आए यहाँ आनंद विहार ठीक हाँ, एक ठेले पे समान उसमें सात आठ बच्चे थे महिलाएं थे चार पांच पुरुष थे कुछ लोग ऐसे तो उसने जो व्यक्ति जिसका ठेला था उसने क्या किया कि जो उसके रिश्तेदार थे आनंद विहार से गाड़ियां चल रही थी दिल्ली सरकार ने चलाई थी झांसी के यूपी के अलग अलग जगहों के लिए तो अपने रिश्तेदारों को बैठा दिया बसों में और खुद और उनका दो बेटा और उसकी पत्नी ठेला लेके जाने लगे तो मैंने कहा आप तीन सौ दो ढाई सौ किलोमीटर ऑलरेडी पैदल आए हैं झांसी जाने में छह सात सौ किलोमीटर आपको समय लगेगा बस से क्यों नहीं जाते तो उन्होंने मुझसे कहा कि आठ हजार रुपए में मैंने ठेला खरीदा है मैं ठेला छोड़ दूंगा तो भूखे मर जाऊंगा तो मैं अपने अपने ठेले को लेकर जाऊंगा मैंने अपने रिश्तेदारों से कह दिया कि आप बस से चले जाओ तो ये तो स्थिति है और ऐसी स्थिति में उनको ये कहना की वो लोग मस्ती के लिए जा रहे हैं बीजेपी के सैदपुर राज्यसभा सांसद रहे हैं और आर्टिकल उनका छपता रहा है बलवीत पूंज है जहां तक मुझे नाम याद है उन्होंने कहा कि ये लोग मस्ती करने जा रहे हैं आदमी भूखे मस्ती करने नहीं जाता अगर हम कहीं घूमने जाते तो हमारे पर्स में दो चार हजार दस हजार रुपया होता है वहां जाते हैं पार्टी करते हैं नदी किनारे बैठ के नदी को रात को पानी को जाते हुए देखते हैं समुद्र किनारे बैठ के ये लोग कोई मस्ती करने नहीं जा रहे हैं और इस हालत में पैदल कौन मस्ती करने जाता है बिल्कुल तो ये मैंने देखा जो जी लेकिन Ayush, I would like you to answer this question. Uh, yeah. You know, KGWAL and other other state governments also they've been announcing that oh, they're doing so much for these uh, migrant workers who are uh, getting back to their hometowns, right? KGWAL said they're feeding two lakh people. Then he said they're going to feed four lakh people every day, and uh, they've arranged for shelters and all of that. The ads everywhere. They've had the time to paint ads, put up ads. Uh, why is it not uh, filtering down to like these people what what's the problem well i mean that goes beyond just this crisis i mean you know the whole idea of charity is that there is a system that produces a lot of flaws and then to almost cover up those flaws in a very marginal way there are people who do charity you know and provide relief right. instead of yeah. tackling the whole systemic problem so uh-huh. i mean you can still give them a little leeway given this is such a you know it's a crisis it it came out of nowhere mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, the groundwork for the lockdown i mean we the indian media with all its focus and you know last night uh, there's this whole tablighi jamaat controversy going yes. on so last night oh the prime time was pretty vicious yes. and with with all the drama and spectacle and pageantry of tv news and you know other mediums of uh, of media they're not asking what was the groundwork that was laid before this lockdown was announced hmm. Hmm. because uh, this will last long it will probably last way beyond april 14 yes. and the you know uh, there are uh, economic problems that people are now beginning to face and hmm. now the challenge lies someone wrote in making this whole lockdown sustainable Yeah. so how have do they have any plans for even doing that what is the idea what is uh, you mm. know the strategy so mm. and i think i suspect that there is none because the 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 migrant exodus showed us that something that could have been sensed you know because uh, the workers lie at the very fundamental uh, at, the, at the base of the economy the mm-hmm. process of production starts from their level you know they right. make the, the the instruments of production they make uh-huh. the uh, the commodities which 
you yeah. you know enters the market and then there is a whole new sector of economy joining in from there so if you couldn't even grasp that the mm-hmm. most uh, people who lie at the very bottom will be will get affected the very first uh, at the moment this lockdown begins yeah then, yeah you know they the it's very much possible that there is no plan for as this moves progressively you know above so right. uh, i think it's just simply not sensing uh, the implications of the policy that you're putting in place it's i mean simply because this is an afterthought you know no hmm. uh, yeah. this was done after the problem surfaced it was huh. not preempted no one saw it right. coming it when it started happening this set up shelter homes they are converting hospitals and you know yeah. they are organizing the buses uh, yeah. because, so there's a lack of planning i mean in simple terms even the kejriwal government with all its orders yeah. it loves to you know put out these vaguely worded 50 word orders saying prohibition of gathering yeah. of 200 people 50 people this that but yeah. there is there is no action on the streets governance only exactly. reaches the gazette of india it does not reaches the people of india in a way yeah even in so, like for example the whole incident where uh, that uh, congregation occurred they said that they had already put out the order but then the how come the police never found out i mean so many people were gathering together how did they not do anything about it yeah i mean <laughs> order is just the first step in a long process of governance yeah you put out the order exactly. then you enforce the order then you punish the people uh, without the order uh, these people just put yeah. out the order and they go straight to punishing them you know that to 15 days yeah. later after this thing comes out so yeah. you're right yeah ha to basant aapse main puchna chahti thi ki hum police ke bare mein baat kar rahe hain matlab police ka approach kya raha aapne jo wahan pe dekha bus stands mein तो uh, मैं एक थोड़ा सा चीज पहले का चीज बताना चाहता था जो आयुष से आपने पूछा था कि शनिवार uh, को हम सबने देखा कि हजारों की संख्या में लोग आनंद बिहार पे थे ठीक रविवार को हम लोग फिर वहां रिपोर्टिंग के लिए थे तो आनंद बिहार बस स्टॉप पे जहां से हजारों लोग जा चुके थे और हजारों लोग जाने के लिए आ रहे थे वहां पे दिल्ली सरकार के कर्मचारी बोर्ड लगा रहे थे जिसपे लिखा हुआ था दिल्ली सरकार ने आप सभी के लिए रहने और खाने का पूरा इंतजाम कर दिया है आपको दिल्ली छोड़कर जाने की जरूरत नहीं है और इस जहाँ ये बोर्ड लग रहा था उसके सामने ही 500 लोग खड़े थे जाने के लिए ठीक है अब लौटते हैं पुलिस की पुलिस की स्थिति पे नो डाउट कि पुलिस ने कुछ बेहतर काम किया है इस दौरान हालांकि गलियों में घूम घूम के लोगों को भगाना लोगों को घरों पे रहना ये पुलिस कर रही थी हम लोग जब दिल्ली में गाड़ी से घूम रहे थे तो हर चौथे मतलब हर दो किलोमीटर बाद तीन किलोमीटर बाद पुलिस जाँच कर रही थी कार्ड देख रही थी पुलिस ने बेहतर काम किया है इसमें कोई दोहरा नहीं है लेकिन जो निजामुद्दीन वाला मामला आया उसमें तो पुलिस की भी गलती दिखती है इसमें कोई दोहरा नहीं कि जमात के लोगों ने बहुत बड़ी गलती की है आप अपनी जिंदगी से खेल रहे हैं आसपास के लोगों की जिंदगी से खेल रहे हैं सबसे ज्यादा डॉक्टर हम सबको अपनी जिंदगी का रखना चाहिए जो लोग वहाँ दो की संख्या में थे उनको पता था कि सबसे पहले वही मारेंगे बाद में ना दूसरों को मारेंगे वो तो और पुलिस को उसमें सक्रियता दिखाते हुए इन सबको हटाना चाहिए था वहां से निकालना चाहिए था ये बहुत पुलिस से भी गलती हुई है और जमात वालों ने तो बहुत बड़ी गलती की है मुझे व्यक्तिगत रूप से जमात के लोगों के साथ कोई सहानुभूति नहीं है क्योंकि आपने आपको पता है कि आपकी छोटी सी गलती बहुत बड़ा रूप ले सकता है अब इतनी संख्या में लोग प्रभावित हो ही गए ना कई लोग मर भी गए उसमें जी जी बिल्कुल छह लोग जितने तो मर चुके हैं तेलंगाना में चौबीस चौबीस लोग पॉजिटिव पाए गए हैं Okay, uh, so now uh, let's go to Hamida. She's been waiting for a while, very patiently. It's okay. The lockdown stopped uh, a lot of things. One of them being right. 
<laughs> so Hamida, you recently wrote a report. Actually, you filed it yesterday. Uh, you spoke to yeah. Indian experts uh, who tried to predict how it's going to pan out, right? Uh, so uh, who did you speak to? What did what was that? Uh, what were the main things that you gathered from your conversations with these people? And maybe you can get into uh, get into detail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I spoke to a virologist, I spoke to an economist, and I spoke to two scientists. And uh -huh. um, so the virologist, Dr. T. Jacob John, uh, when I spoke right. to him, uh, he said that he um, he endorsed uh, Dr. Ramanan's uh, projections uh, of right. the coronavirus. Yeah, of the coronavirus uh, affecting sixty percent of India's population. Uh -huh. Mm. Um, and he said something very interesting. He said that uh, the reason why such a um, steep prediction was given so that the mm. India the Indian government could take um, the virus seriously. It was meant right. to shake up the government. <laughs> yeah. So I found that very interesting when he said that. The second person I spoke to was a professor at um, mm. TIS Mumbai, who was a former professor mm. at TIS Mumbai. And he mm. said that... Um, he couldn't give a projection as such because hmm. it was very simplistic to give a projection at this point. He said that even though if he would give a projection that, for example, 60% of India's population would get hmm. affected, the hmm. virus would come back to focus on the neck, the other 40% who hadn't gotten affected yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he said that this is something that will keep happening. And what is more important right now is that you test and that you try to control the virus as much as you can, and that you try mm. to flatten the curve. Because he said that eventually right. the number of cases is going to increase, but what matters is mm. how it pans out for our healthcare system, which obviously cannot take a lot of load. Right, right. Uh, uh, you also spoke to Shamik, uh, Rajnik, Dr. Rajnikanth, right? From ICMR. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what did he have to say? Yeah, so he again said that he cannot predict uh, coronavirus cases since it mostly mm. would focus on intervention strategies by the government. But he did say mm. that the mitigation strategies of the government had helped a lot in trying to control the virus. And in that, he spoke about thermal screening, cancellation mm. of visas, restriction of international mm. flights, and then right. obviously about the lockdown. Uh, when uh -huh. I asked him about uh, comorbid cases in India, since India has a lot of diabetic patients, it has a lot of yes. hypertension cases, uh, he said yeah. that overall, considering the global um, projection of the coronavirus, there were only 5% of such cases that were severe or critical based on the comorbidity. Hmm. So he said that in that case, India had a lot of... Um, uh, it had a low, it had low number of infected cases, and in that it was working towards trying to control the outbreak so that it wouldn't affect those who had a comorbid case. Okay. And then uh, another uh, person I spoke to was Shamika Ravi, who is uh, mm. who was the former member of the Prime Minister's Economic and Advisory Council. She's been working mm. with a team of experts. Uh, she's part of a task mm. force to help understand and to help give projections based on the Indian context. So. Huh. She, so she said that uh, Dr. Ramanan's calculations were a bit simplistic. And she said that uh -huh. considering how proactive India had been in announcing the lockdown this early, um, she yeah. said that she was very, like, it was a hopeful step 
and that uh, they would further on be able to help in controlling the virus right and uh, hamida i would also like you to quickly like talk about uh, dr t jacob john right what he uh, yeah, the comparison yeah. he made with uh, h1n1 pandemic yeah, yeah. so uh, dr t jacob john uh, he said that uh, he was trying to make me understand how the 2009 h1n1 outbreak could mm. give us lessons for mm. the 2000 2019-2020 coronavirus outbreak. He said that the way India had responded to the 2009 outbreak was not the way that India should respond to this outbreak. Uh-huh. And in that, he gave examples about how there was still no data, um, mm. no government data on how many cases as of date had been of the H1N1 outbreak and what mm. India should do to stop right. the outbreak from happening further. Interestingly. The WHO in 2019 and in 2020, while talking about global uh, threats to health, had mm. mentioned in both lists about the influenza pandemic and oh. how it could affect India. So, Dr. John was trying to make me understand that um, if India does not act now, the number of cases that have obviously still been undocumented regarding mm. the 2009 H1N1 outbreak could be the number of cases. that were talking for the coronavirus outbreak and he said that it was very um ironic that we would still not know the number because even at that time it that testing like there, there wasn't a lot of testing and mm-hmm. this time mm-hmm. as well there's not been a lot of focus on testing exactly yeah right uh, also the i think the icmr has stopped uh, giving out numbers right on their website now yeah, yeah, yeah. of health is going to do it do you think yeah. that's a bit uh, What do you think of that? Actually, I feel like the ICMR is trying to be like very diplomatic about its approach on how to mm-hmm. handle the whole outbreak. Um, mm-hmm. If you could see yesterday, there was the live, there was a, a live discussion uh, on uh, I'm, I'm, I don't remember exactly, but in that the journalists mm-hmm. were talking about how uh, the government was telling them that to not have any negative uh, coronavirus uh, media. Um, right, right. Yeah, report, reports. Coverage, done. huh? Yeah, coverage. And that was very interesting because if you actually think about it, there's a lot that India needs to do in trying to curb the coronavirus outbreak. And the way we are going about it right now, we're in the we're in the first week of the lockdown. The cases are mm. still mounting. The Nizamuddin thing happened like yesterday, and mm. it's just increasing the threat of the virus. And at this point, mm. it's important that we remain informed. and that we're able to mm-hmm. do our best like how i used to yeah. be sustainable about it yeah, and we don't need to... any sugar coating yeah exactly but if you yeah. watch the news if you watch how media is covering it you will just see that there's a very like there's a religious angle to the whole thing and True. they're not focusing on how there are no testing kits and uh, yeah. even if they are testing kits they're very expensive and and if you look at how the doctors haven't been given any protective gear but apparently that's another uh, story to tell mm-hmm. yeah but apparently yesterday undp uh, tweeted the serbia uh, handle of uh, undp tweeted that they've been given 90 tons of protective gear from india so like <laughs> okay yeah what's happening so like exactly our doctors are wearing helmets they're wearing rain coats yeah. and they're trying to go yeah. to work and they're trying to control the outbreak but over here like it's Mm. It's very 
Right. All right. So uh, I think with that, we've come to the end of our discussion about uh, our yeah. ground reports. Um, let's uh, finish with some recommendations. All right. Ayush. I watched Contagion last night on Amazon Prime. And mm. I thought it had some very eerie parallels, you know, to the world we are living in and the movies of 2011. And even though the the sort of disasters shown in that movie is, you know, way more overstated yeah. than our present crisis, it's a good lesson right. and very well show. It's very intelligently made, you know, the way they mm-hmm. show transmission, uh, the way they show the social disruption. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a, it. it, it uh, a lot of i think this i'm very much interested in the political and social uh, outcome of a pandemic like this so right, that that movie right. captures well so i think that, that mm-hmm. would be my recommendation for everyone who's listening great thank you uh, do you uh, do you recommend uh, all the hy- hypochondriacs to watch it or do you think it's a bad idea for them no they can watch a uh, pandemic on netflix instead now I mean, it's way more less 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 drama there okay cool all right what about you hamida there's this british artist called riz ahmed and uh, mm-hmm. he just dropped this album called the long goodbye in which he talks about uh, basically um, his struggles with being uh, a person from britain but also who has a, a pakistani nationality and right. um yeah so he did a podcast about that with gus mm-hmm. khan and hasan minhaj mm-hmm. and oh. uh, they basically yeah it's a very interesting podcast it um, and the name of the podcast is where you're from so they talk oh, about okay. their struggles of breaking into uh, the quote and quote and quote the machine the hollywood industry mm-hmm. and then try to make their way uh, by trying to create their own form of music their own form of uh, artistry Uh, since Gaz Khan and uh, Hasan Minhaj both are stand-up comedians, so Gaz Khan has a show on BBC and he's a stand-up comedian as well. And all three of mm. them discuss uh, their origins. They talk about how they broke into the Hollywood industry. They talk about uh, their struggles of maintaining their culture, maintaining their identity, while also being people of you know uh, prestige. people uh, right. with privilege and how they right. can maneuver around this outbreak how they can uh, lead the results later yeah. basically how they can lead the narrative of this outbreak in a much more positive manner so it's a very nice right. podcast it's available on youtube you. on riz ahmed's official channel so i think everybody should listen to that great we will uh since you're talking about resemant uh i recently saw this uh, old movie of his from 2010 it's called four lines and it's hilarious movie. oh my god so it's about a bunch of muslim men living in sheffield who decide yeah, yeah, to yeah. uh yeah who decide to wage jihad right and they basically yeah. completely incompetent right they have no they have they are not in touch with <laughs> reality <laughs> it's hilarious Uh, so yeah. that and my uh, other recommendation is a podcast it's called everything is alive and you'll find it on spotify and you'll also find it on their website called uh, everythingisalive.com it was uh, the producer and writer of the podcast is called jennifer mills and it's it's so 
funny and it's brilliant at the same time so it's just a bunch of interviews uh with inanimate objects like for example the first one is louis uh, who's a can of soda who has been around the shelf lying in the shelf for a while and you know he's oh. had some th- time to think <laughs> then there is tara who is a soap then there's dennis who's a pillow and <laughs> it's it's so <laughs> funny it's thought provoking it's witty and uh, just really poignant uh so you guys should absolutely listen to it listeners if you liked what you heard please rate our podcast on itunes or whatever platform you tune into we also have a bunch of other podcasts like hafta and awful and awesome better the rating more the reach and that in turn means more subscribers and that in turn means better content and listeners if you like our podcast then do spread the word tell your friends tell your family members to listen to this podcast especially now that everyone uh, of your friends and family members are uh, locked inside their homes i'm sure they can yes. do with uh, reporters <laughs> without order more than more than they can do with republic tv <laughs> absolutely yeah. all right and guys please also write to us at contact@newslaundry.com with reporters without orders in the subject line we're very eager to listen to your criticism and comments and you can also re- leave your comments on twitter and instagram and uh, basant unfortunately has been disconnected and uh, with that this podcast is adjourned all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel